Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. How could you how could you stand up this this wonderful haircut? I mean this is <laughs> I've been trying to model mine after it and yeah, I can't get it yeah. done. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> yo, 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 what's up? Monday, March 7th, Combine in the books. Chris Sims on buttons here, baby. All right. We got a little bit of a different show. All right. I know there's a lot of news going on in the NFL. We got free agency. There's some things I want to hit on the combine. We got Maria Taylor on Wednesday is going to come in and be a part of the podcast. And that's when we're going to hit a lot of this news. I'm going to break down some things that are going on in the NFL. Quarterback performances through the combine. Okay. The, uh, some of the other performances we saw at the combine in general. Free agency. Break down some players, some teams and things that make sense. We're going to have some franchise tag news to talk about Wednesday. But today, for Monday, March 7th podcast, I was at the combine all week last week. I got all these interviews with different coaches that we talked to throughout football and we want to play them and get them to you it was a pretty good list and we had some really good candid conversations that I think you know deserve a little attention Josh McDaniels new head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders we got into some good details about things that went on in Denver you know things that went on in New England to make him better this time around for his second head coaching opportunity Mike McDaniel, the hilarious Mike McDaniel. You want to talk about one of the quirkiest, outside-the-box, funniest coaches in football right now? Check out Mike McDaniel, the interview Florio and, I, Florio and I have with him. It's really good. Nathaniel Hackett, a guy I've known for a long time. Sit down with him, new head coach of the Denver Broncos. Sean McDermott, one of my favorites, the Buffalo Bills. Had a real good talk with him as well. McDermott keeps it real. He gives you some perspective of what happened this season and what to look for in the future. Nick Sirianni, awesome. Had a lot of fun with him. He planted a plant and it grew. We had some fun with that. We had some good laughs. And then last but not least, Arthur Smith, head coach of the Atlanta Falcons, who had a great first year as a head coach. The Falcons exceeded expectations. So again, we got a lot of things to hit on, and we're going to hit it on. I'm in the start of my draft evaluation We'll hit all things combine, talking points for Wednesday. Send in questions, AMAs. We want to hear from the homies. I want to answer whatever I can there. We'll hit franchise tag. We'll hit free agency news and some preliminary thoughts about the quarterbacks and what I saw at the combine, certainly, and the speed of some of the guys we saw at the combine. Holy crap, Ola. All right? So without further ado, here's Josh McDaniels, new head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders. Hope everybody enjoys. 
All right, we're back, and we're back with the man in black. That's right. Here he is, Josh McDaniels, new head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders. What's up, man? Thanks How you for doing? coming on. Doing great. <laughs> it's great to be here. So wait, did you like go to the store after you signed the contract and were like, let me buy a bunch of black T-shirts and black shirts? No, I, <laughs> I, uh, I like black. I've had a lot of black always, and... My wife's really happy. Yeah, you she know, is? my mother's happy. You know, right. I, I don't know about It's this. easy. They're good fashion I, I don't think colors. it feels slimming to me, but it, <laughs> it, I guess everybody else thinks it is. <laughs> it is slimming. Yeah. It definitely is. Yeah. It definitely works that it's way. It's easy to wear. Yeah. I can say that. Right. It's a great uniform, too. Yeah. I mean, doubt. you specifically, like, what, like, unbelievable journey. We have some history together that goes yep. way back. I have tremendous respect for you. I think yep. you're one of the Thank best you. offensive minds in football for a long time. Thank you. You know, but what... To, to, to finally be here so yeah. just you know kind of unpack the Denver yeah. to now and just how you've changed as a human being a little bit yeah um, I've said for a, for a while now you know I think when I went to Denver I knew a little bit of football and that was all based on my experience with Bill and New right. England and and how much I had learned there for eight years but um, you know, I, I didn't understand the in totality. How do you how do you really cultivate the organization? You know, how do you protect the culture? How do you build it up? Um, and and going through that experience really taught me a lot about what I didn't know. Right. And uh, having an opportunity to kind of digest that over the last decade, um, and then try to put it into action. You know, and 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 let it work uh, with our offensive staff in New England, our offensive team in New England, and just try to be. Uh, you know, better in every way, you know, as a coach, as a person, um, you know, to build the relationships with the people that I'm around every day. Uh, I totally understand it in a different light now. Right. Um, and the last decade has really given me time to really digest all that and then get comfortable with what I need to do right. and how I need to be on a day-to-day -day basis. And so I think that that time that I've spent um, looking back at, at what I've done and what I've learned has really prepared me to be at peace now to make this decision, which I'm super excited about. Yeah, I, I've always respected your realness. You you are a self-evaluator. I know that about you, you know, being around you. You're, you're amazing that way. I heard you even say, I think, and I believe it was in the introductory press conference, like you didn't communicate well enough. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, I was there with you. I felt you, you were great with the quarterbacks yeah, and yeah. all that. Yeah. But, like, specifically, what didn't you like about your communication there in Denver? Just, just I, I would say this, just understanding – the value that people need to feel in their role on a day-to-day -day basis mm -hmm. and making sure that they feel appreciated by you, you know, and, and sometimes I, I feel like you get wrapped up so much in the work right. and so much in the grind of it all. And you really enjoy that part of it, but there's a human element to this game. There's a human element to organizations, um, that, that, that is real. And so to be able to walk around and make sure that those people know that you care about them and that you value their contribution to the organization um, is so important. And it's part of who I am now. It's part of what I want to be. Uh, and I hope I can do a good job of that in Las Vegas. I, I've always been saying, like, to I've just always been like, man, if Josh McDaniels gets another crack, it's going to work. It's going to work. It's going to work. I'm just telling you. I think you know I'm a believer in you. But with your, like, we're in the city. Yeah. Indianapolis. You were yep. supposed to go here and be the head coach right yep. after you, you guys lost to the Eagles in the Super Bowl. Yep. That changed. Did you worry that maybe you might never get a, a chance again? Was there ever that kind of, like, moment that you're like, oh, man, am I going to get left out? Yeah. Um, not necessarily. Um, I don't know that it would have really, really, you know, devastated me. You know, if my if my career ended today and, and they said, hey, this is all you got to accomplish, um, 
there's probably a lot of people that would trade for that, you know, those experiences. Yeah. I've been very blessed, very fortunate to be part of a, a great uh, organization, a first-class organization in New England that, that accomplished so much, and I was a small part of that, and uh, my family got to be a part of that. So um, I, I feel like the decisions that you make are, are in the best interest of you, your career, your family. I tried to do that. I understood some things were not necessarily popular at the right, time. Right. I never meant to do that um, and, and hurt or, or dissuade anybody. But um, just so fortunate that I've had the time and the opportunity to really reflect on the things I've learned and grow as a person, grow as a coach, and now give it everything I got uh, in this opportunity, which I'm going to do. Yeah, I, I know you're going to do it. You know, I, I remember too at that time. You talked a little bit, and, and I think maybe even we had one little personal conversation where you just said, you know, hey, whatever, going back to New England was best for me and my family. Mm -hmm. And I know you, you made a comment, I think you even said it publicly, that, you know, you know I, I need to learn more from Bill. I mm -hmm. need to crack into the vault a little bit more yeah. and understand how he does all those things. Yeah. Like, was he open to do that with you? Like, yeah. What was that like? Yeah, he's been great with me. Yeah. Um, I couldn't ask any more from, from Coach or... Uh, or Robert or any of the people that really you know poured into me yeah. um, from a young age you know and Bill's always kind of pulled the curtain back for me and tried to help me in any way that he could to be a better coach uh, to better prepare me for possibly what could could lie ahead and right. uh, I, I'm indebted to him forever uh, for what he's done for me in my life and my career and um, you know and now it's time for me to put what I've learned into action um, and I'm excited about the people that I have around me and the people that I have with me. So I'm looking forward to doing that. Yeah, you put together a good staff, definitely. Mm -hmm. um, you got to rewire a robot now. You got a new wire, a robot to yeah. rewire because yeah. he yeah. came from John Gruden and sure. West Right Slot 70. Sure. Yeah, we used to talk about yes, that, we the did. West Coast offense and all that stuff. Um, talk about, like, how do you jump into that process? Because your yeah. offense, your words, your yeah. system is completely different. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So how do you kind of approach that with a guy that's been in one thing for right a while? Right now, I think it's been more relationship-based, you right. know what I mean? Like, get to know each other. Yeah. Um, you know, human being to human being. Right. I think that's really most important at the beginning. Um, there's going to be time for the football part of it, um, and we know that is coming. Uh, but but Derek is such a, a good person, and he's such a competitor, and he loves the game of football. Um, so it's been really fun for me to get to know him as a human and, and what makes him tick. Um, I'm looking forward to eventually having an opportunity to teach him what, you know, gun trips right or zero out slot me yeah, and all right. that stuff, That's which is a little different, which yeah. is a little different. The formation is yeah, going to blow his mind. Be like, what? There's so, a number yeah, in the formation? Right. I know. We've already heard the grief <laughs> of that, about that so far. So we'll, we'll get to that. Um, you know, and, and honestly, it's been interesting because my last two years going from Tom to Cam, going from Cam to Mac, right. has really given me a chance to kind of go backwards a little bit. Mm. You know, because I was with Tom for so many years. Right. And not that you didn't have new guys that you were teaching or younger quarterbacks, but to have it change so dramatically to where guys really weren't familiar with the terminology or the system, right. you know, has given me an opportunity to kind of reflect on, okay, this is the pace you have to go at, the realistic pace you have to go at. So... Uh, we'll figure out what that pace is for Derek, uh, for the rest of our group on offense, for our team. Yeah. You know, because our team's be learning a, a totally new terminology as well. So it'll be fun. It's part of the challenge of the off season. Part of uh, part of the thing that you look forward to as a coach the most. That was as I say. You're gonna so you're gonna gauge it a little bit off of how 
much he can digest. Yeah. You don't go in with a set plan and just go, I'm just going to give 10 plays. No. I mean, you're going to see if, if he can do 20, you'll say, screw it, here's 20. Sure. I think you start with the foundation. Yeah. You know, right. do you understand the language? You know, once you understand the language, then you can kind of judge the capacity right. to how much can we handle at the same time. Right. And I think the best way to do that is, is you start with a little bit in the bucket. You know, digest it, do it well, put a little bit more in there. You know, there'll be a point where the bucket tips over. Yeah. You know, but we, until we get there, I think we just keep trying to, to put a little bit more in, put a little bit more in, uh, see how the group reacts. And, you know, if they react positively, then you keep feeding it. Yeah. Yeah. I got you. All right. That, and so, all right, here's another thing just from our time in Denver. You were the man. You were calling the shots. Mm-hmm. You were the de facto GM. I mean, <laughs> am I correct? You had full power. Am I yeah. misremembering that? That wasn't how it started, but. Uh, but but, but it's the way it ended. And, or, or, and, it, and it was too much. It was that, That's where I wanted to go. Now you're with a guy that knows New England, Clearly. Dave Ziegler. Yep. You're obviously comfortable with him. Yep. So yeah, talk about how that yep. dynamic changes your, your process. Yeah, Dave, I'm very fortunate to have the opportunity to work with him. Um, right. We've worked together for a long time now. We've known each other since college. Um, Dave's uh, a really good evaluator. Uh, he's very dependable. He's very trustworthy. He's very honest. And he's really hardworking. And, you know, and, and to me, the best part about this is I don't have to, I, I want to try to be good at the things I can be good at. Yeah, right. And I can't be good at everything. Yeah. Uh, I know that. Um, you know, I want to try to do a good job as the head coach, and I want to try to be a, a good play caller. Yeah. You know, and, and Dave's going to be the general manager, and the de- Pat Graham's going to be the defensive coordinator, and Tom McMahon's going to be the special teams coordinator, and Mick Lombardi's going to be the offense coordinator. And I got to try to be really good at the things I feel like I can be good at. Right. And I can't let that bucket grow too too big, you know. And um, I don't want that. Um, I feel like the best way for our organization to work is for everybody to have the responsibilities they have and perform their roles their best. So uh, Dave is a huge part of this for me. Um, really good at his job. Yeah. Really excited to have the chance to work with him. You said it was too much, like, you know, the total. Like, mm-hmm. did you feel like even within the, the first time around in Denver that you maybe stuck your nose in too yeah. deep with everything a little bit? Even like Absolutely. The, yeah, you did. Um, okay. You just want to yeah. You want to try to, um, again, hire the right people right. and then give them the opportunity to do their jobs really well. Yeah. You know, and if you feel like you're pulled in too many directions, you, you probably are doing too much yourself right. or you didn't put the right people around you, yeah. you know? And so I feel really fortunate that we, we have the group around me that we do. Yeah. Um, you're um, kind of a quarterback whisperer. Uh, that's, I'm going to say that. Okay. Yeah. I, don't, I know you're not going to, but I'm going to. All right. And I, I got to ask you a little bit about Mac Jones, mm-hmm. just, just the year he had, yeah. what impressed you so much about him? You know, what is it that makes Mac Jones kind of special and at such a young age? Yeah. He's a well. The first thing that stood out to me when I very first when I first met him yeah. was his maturity. Right. You know, and it's not just maturity day to day as a human being in your interactions, but it's also maturity from a football perspective. He understands the verbiage. He understands when you talk about an overfront or late rotation or you know disguise. He gets all that. You right. know, and so as a young player, it was really different for me to be able to go at the pace you could go at with Mac. Right. Um, because he was he, he just had such a capacity to, to learn and then to do it well. Yeah. So he's very accurate. Right. He's very tough. Right. As you saw, he he's took some very some big Ooh. hits last year. Um, you know, and, and he wants to win. And he's yeah. very competitive, extremely hardworking, got a bright future ahead of him. Like you must have met him and been like, he's a New England guy. I mean, he just seems like he, I, I, I could have pegged that a year ago if yeah. you just if I knew he was going to fall to get a fifteen. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard 
again, as we've done all these quarterbacks over the years, it's hard to find guys yeah. that are that far along in their in their maturation right. process in the game of football. Right. And so being in New England, being with Coach Dayball yeah. for a little bit of time there, right. you know, I think Coach Sarkeesian did a great job with him. Yeah. So he's been around a lot of good coaches. He really and, has. And, uh, yeah. you know, I, I don't deserve the credit for that. He was he was ready-made in many ways when he, when he got to us in the process last spring. So, yeah. you know, being able to try to take that and then mold it and, and push it a little further was what we were trying to do. Yeah, definitely. All right, so I got to ask this just because I'm curious as a fan. I mean, Brady's Brady. He's the man, right? Mm-hmm. Young Brady. Did young Brady have the mental you know again I'm not trying to compare this yeah. is this is Tom Brady I know that did, did he have the mental mentality and the knowledge that you're talking about that like Mac Jones had This is hard I've been asked this question a yeah. lot and it's hard for me to answer because as you I wasn't You weren't the them. OC yet, I wasn't or I wasn't even on offense You weren't even there yet you no, were still I was on defense You were on defense I was to say maybe you were out in scouting I was still. on defense yeah. in 010203 gotcha. and so when Tom was really going through those formative years you know in his career his first four years I I was on defense yeah and so I really didn't have an opportunity to gauge you know what's the difference between Mac and year one and Tom so it's a hard one for me to answer gotcha all right and then you think Tom Brady's done officially I don't know. I I'll know. never believe that. I know. I don't I, Something either. about that is right? weird to me. Right? Like, I yes. I, I, I have a hard time feeling like we'll we'll have opening day happen next year and he's not going to be dressed up in a football helmet. Yeah. I just – it would be weird for me to, to think that that's going to happen. I'm with you too. I'm not going to believe it until I Whatever say Whatever he wants is really what we should all want. Yeah. And yeah. so if he's at peace with his decision, then, then God bless him. All right. Last one because I know you got better things to do than talk to me, okay? <laughs> but is the – the does it come into effect of damn it's the AFC West mm-hmm. oh crap there's Mahomes in Kansas City and yeah. Herbert I mean did that come to your mind at any point in the process or is it just like damn it's the Raiders to give me a job and that's yeah it? I think no it did not in a negative yeah, way right. if anything it's exciting to have an opportunity to compete with them yeah look every division's hard I don't care what division you compete in yeah um, these these guys in this division all three of them. Um, are going to present different challenges, unique challenges. Um, you know, we're going to work on them this yep. spring. Yep. We've already talked about that. You know, they're going to work on us, I'm right. sure. Um, but to have an opportunity to compete against them, and then the feeling you get when you have an opportunity to beat them. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm sure every one of us has felt that, and the exhilaration you feel when you when you beat one of the best. And so we're looking forward to preparing our football team this spring for that challenge uh, when we get to the fall. All right, awesome. I'm looking forward to it, man. <laughs> Me too. I'm a Raiders fan too. now. Thanks. I all right, man. You. There he is, it. Josh McDaniels, Mr. Black, all black himself. He's right in. He bought in. Thanks so much, man. You I got it. it. Thanks, Chris. Appreciate you, buddy. You're the best. <laughs> we continue our coverage of the Scouting Combine 2022 PFT Live. Joining us now, first year head coach of the Miami Dolphins and 17-year member, I'm told, of PFT Planet. He's Mike McDaniel. Mike, welcome to the program. I'm sorry I'm not there in person. I had no idea. I had no idea you've I, been a reader of the website for so long. I'm very pleased. No, I was, my heart. I, I was thinking, no, I was thinking that, like, you know, maybe I've made it being a head coach, but you don't make it as a head coach until you sit at the desk <laughs> with both these guys, not just one. So um, I'll keep working, and hopefully I'll earn it down the line. <laughs> That's a great answer. Yeah. Well, hey, um, when when did it first really sink in for you 
that you had made it, that you're going to be a head coach in the NFL, that your dream that you've been pursuing for all these years was finally realized? When's the moment that it, it, you really allowed it to materialize in your um, brain that you finally reached the mountaintop? You know, uh, it's a great question because it really – I wouldn't say that it has sunk in because it, it was wild that first afternoon – getting all the onslaught of calls right because it um you have all these people that are participating in your in your journey the the whole way that um are rooting for you but it's not like you hear from every day and then all of a sudden there's an onslaught of people from you know every walk of life that you've had and who want a job from you (laughs) no there's some of that but then there's also just people just invested that you're like sure sure you realize that hey, I've been rooting for you. There's some guy that's been telling another guy in a bar that my name is actually worth a crap, and then they've been like, yeah, whatever, dude. And then they're like, you get to prove him right. But all of those. But then immediately after that, um, the next morning I wake up, and it's just a transition um, in, in, in your job responsibilities. But I, you're also. Uh, for me, I've just been like, you know what? My job is kind of transferred to a different scope of serving more people. So that that whole thing is all-encompassing. So it's, there's been no really celebration. There's right. not the sinking part. It's just like I'm doing the same job more expansively, right. reaching more people, um, more of a... Pre- uh, priority on serving people because I can actually empower them because yeah. I can make decisions. Right. But it's the same approach I think that you have to take in how you got there and just doing a daily job. Yeah. So what that amounts to is um, I'm really busy every day. Yeah. Um, um, I have learned from all of the you know the the, the people that we've known watched do this right. as first time head coaches and that have been my peers. Yeah. To expect the unexpected. Um, but the, I think the most t- uh, surprising thing is I get super tired by the end of the week. Yeah, <laughs> like just like you're like for, you're dead. You're dead because no, you just you're, you're you're on the you're on the on the ball all the time. No, and it's the decision. Like my wife will ask me like um, white or wheat bread, and I'll be like, uh. <laughs> yeah, you make the decision. I've been making decisions all week. That's been the only real right. deal. Otherwise, you know, I've been I've been so fortunate to be around a lot of really good um, uh, coaches that. Um, that I've worked with and been peers with and watched them go through all of this. So I feel like I had an added advantage um, in, in this first month. Well, that's where I wanted to go with you right off the bat, just because, I mean, yeah, Kyle, I mean, you've been mm-hmm. a longtime friend of Kyle, as I, right? And you know, I, Kyle's trusted you with everything. You're almost an extension of him. But you guys are different people, too. Right. So, like, talk about a little bit, like, you know, the things you, you might take from Kyle and maybe, you know, what's the, the Mike McDaniel twist on things, how you'll approach it your way. Well, the, uh, you know, one pillar that he hit me up with um, when, he was, uh, when he was getting after me as a 22-year-old when he was 26 and, right. <laughs> and trying to shape me um, – uh, in a direction that uh, he thought would benefit me um, was just the idea of being yourself and be uh, being authentic mm. and that players see through any sort of front that you put on. Right. So that in itself, I guess I'm like Kyle and that I'm my own self. Yeah. But I am very different um, 
in terms of just how we go about our day to day lives. And I, you know, I have a random dry sense of humor. Um, he, he, uh, is wild and crazy more. No, nah, he's uh, when he gets adrenaline more going. More talk that we yeah. yeah right, when right. he gets adrenaline going, right. he has a um, a little bit more of an internal temper. Right. Whether he chooses to express it is you know sometimes he does, sometimes he doesn't. But um, I think I'm a little more um, even keel in that regard. Right. Um, but uh, it's just a different. Um, a different presentation, but I, I would hope that um, people would say at the end of the day that my attention to detail for my job is is very similar. Um, that uh, you know that my my uh, style and swag is probably better. Definitely, 100%. maybe he doesn't yeah. have that coat. He definitely doesn't no, have dude. that coat. No way. Yeah. Yes. Um, yes. <laughs> but no, he's uh, he's got. He's gotten better. He's like fine wine. He's fine wine. He, yeah, better he's with gotten age. better with age. Just because like, his hair's gray on his chin now, so it looks uh, like it. <laughs> no, and uh, wait, but wait, wait. I want to piggyback off of something you said because that was the next thing I wanted to ask you. You know, NFL coaches, is, it can be kind of cookie cutter with the way they are as mm-hmm. far as the way they act. You know what? You know you are different from Kyle. You're a little bit more cerebral, dry sense of humor. Mm-hmm. What is it in your life that has given you the confidence to to kind of be that guy? Uh, there's been some video footage of me as like a 17 year old with pierced earrings, and like um, when I was young, my 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 mom was driving me with ambition, and like really gave me the reins to my own life. Probably too young, right? Where I was like 14, and like I had the answers, yeah. Um, <laughs> which was cool until I had to like face the world, at, or at least go to college, right. and then I was humbled hard and fast, right? But um, I never really followed. I never had a cookie cutter. I never follow. had something to follow. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. So I went under everything with the pretense of, hey, you know, I just approached this my own way. Right. Um, and when I was younger, I, people couldn't tell me things, and I had to learn the hard way. Yeah. Um, and, and, that, and that really, you know, um, conversations have come up where, you know, I had bumps in the road in my career. Those were functions of that. Right. Um, but... In that process, you just learn that. Um, I I don't know. I, I, I just kind of had a, a you grow, gut. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. I had a gut that like um, if you really care about what you do, if you care about people, and you tr- you're trying hard, that um, people will embrace whatever it is. People embrace authenticity. Yeah, and um, so I. I, I I didn't really pattern my any any part of my life after any anybody else. Um, I've been called random. People sometimes call me cool. Most do, I think. No, there's a lot of then there's people that say that I'm nerdy and I'm like, <laughs> what's a nerd? I don't get that. Yeah. Um, You're I'll, nerdy I'll cool. You're nerdy cool. I mean, it's cool to be a nerd. It is sometimes kinda. right, right. I know. Successful nerd. Yeah, I, I'm not sure. Uh, that's when it goes to another level. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, whatever that is, I think um, that's what's done it. Yeah, and then then I work with people that empower me. I, I got hired um, by an owner and a GM that are like embracing uh, that, you know. Um, yeah. And Nolan's standing right there, and she she's the the reason I don't have my foot in my mouth yeah. every day. Right. Head of PR, and right. she she makes um, she steers me in but says you know be yourself every once in a right. while and so it's it takes a village <laughs> you're funny yes yeah. it does it does currently. yeah <laughs>
Hey, Mike, oh. I'm looking at your Did background. He <laughs> no, he's, he's still most... here. He's still oh. here. I'm here. I'm still here. <laughs> so, I've, been, I've just been enjoying the conversation. For most coaches, when you start going through the early years of their life, you begin to see the seeds at a minimum of where this is all heading. But a history major at Yale, at what yeah. point for you does this world open up? Does this desire begin to grow where this is the way that you want to take your life? Because it could have gone in a bunch of different directions. No, that's a, that's a good question. So it was there before I went to college, but then I was at, you know, um, there's so many ambitious people at a, at a school like Yale or um, that are driven and, and you're like, you know, looking at people that are 27, 28 years old that are in iBanking in New York City and I'm deciding whether or not I can afford pizza with, with or without pepperonis. <laughs> They're like, man, maybe I should go get some money. So then you do, uh, I tried some iBanking stuff um, in the summer and I was like, wow, I'm going to be terrible at this because the bottom line was... Um, I wanted to be. I wanted to be. Uh, I wanted to be able to feel like I could be a lead at something that I did, and I knew uh, when push came to shove in business, I would end up not getting the best deal for myself because I uh, the idea of taking money off of somebody else's play. At some point, I'd give in and I wouldn't be that good at business. So then I'm in college and I'm like you know what, I need to go into football. So about my senior year, um, I, I decided that I wanted to go into football. And then when I was in New Haven as a senior, a 22-year-old, um, I'll, try to, I'll try to quote it to the best of my ability, but my, I, I put together a resume, and I think the career objective said um, to, what was it, uh, it was basically I just uh, it was it was something to the uh, to the regard of being a Hall of Fame NFL head coach that brings uh, uh, brings a team multiple championships. I was 22 in New Haven and hadn't coached at any point. So, um, but like in, in my walks of life, I kind of realized that. Um, the best way to get the ma to max up maximize whatever you have going on is to set your ceiling as high as possible. And you might not get there, but if you're tough enough to handle the the failures or perceived failures, you're going to get the most out of your out of yourself. So, um, you know, I, I did that from. That's the whole reason I even applied to Yale in the first place. That I had ambition to be an NFL coach. And then when, when I did, my first resume that I sent to Mike Shanahan that I'm sure he was like, okay, dude, whatever. <laughs> um, but, you know, the, the line, I, I, think, I think Jeff Darlington quoted it or something. Um, but it, it literally was like to be a Hall of Fame NFL head coach and bring somebody multiple championships. And that's just the way I see um, really everything in life. If you're tough enough to handle the failures, it's really the, the fearless that can – um, go after greatness, and what else am I doing if I'm not trying to do that? Yeah. Hey, we could continue this conversation all day long. It's fascinating to me. We do have to let you. Well, go let's do it. Point, I mean, push I, I everything got, back. <laughs> I, NBC's I got, got one nothing more going on. Right? <laughs> I got one more very important question. 
Uh, Because I am a huge, huge Dennis Green fan. And you... You are yep. one of the probably only guys under 40 who can say I worked with Dennis yep. Green. You were with him in the UFL uh, with yep. the California franchise, the Sacramento Mountain Lions. G- give, me, give me your best Dennis Green story. Um, there's a story. Can, can it be twofold? Because there's a piece of wisdom that really shaped this whole Dolphins experience that I've had. Um, uh, that's one of the reasons I, I speak so passionately about um, the the support staff and the building um, and all the employees in the Dolphins organization was that Denny Green planted this seed. He said, any player or anybody that touches your players in an NFL organization, anybody that touches them on a day-to-day basis, has to feel as though when you get fired, they get fired. And I don't take that as literal as much as it, the point was that they have to be invested in you as much um, as you're invested into the team, because the and, and he and then in my career I've seen it in six different franchises. This being the seventh, trainers take you down, um, video department take you down, um, uh, personnel department, and it's death by inches. So that was his piece of wisdom. My favorite story was classic random Denny. It was the like game day. We were playing. I think we we're in. Uh, we we're playing at the Giants Stadium, and we we're at some place off of um, the 101 in Northern California. And he comes down for the pregame meal, and he's like, "What about the guy that invented the curved shower railing?" <laughs> I'm like, he's like, "No, think about it." Because we have all these places, and you're standing in the shower, and you're, you know, you got that all that soap scum on the shower drape, and it's touching you, and then somebody just has the thought, <laughs> curve the shower railing, <laughs> and that was like it epitomized Den- Denny, where he was always looking at stuff and just being like, is evaluating it. Oh yeah, yeah. No, and, and um, you know, I've been fortunate to work with guys that have worked with him as well. Um, he and people don't have any idea what type of offensive innovator before he was a head coach, but in the process of all the Mike, uh, all all that Bill Walsh tree, how really um, he, he was revolutionary in his process, but then became a head coach and we knew him for his for his presence and how he he ran stuff. But right. he he also just changed. When he went to the Vikings, he changed his whole offensive system, made it into digits because yeah. he was like, I don't want to be like everybody else. Right. That is pretty yeah. cool, I think. Yeah. Hey, Mike, this is pretty cool, and it's great talking to you, and hopefully this is the first of many times. Anytime you want to come hang out with us, oh. you're more than welcome. Yeah, and one of seriously. these times I'll be there in person, I promise. Wait. So airtime at any time. Any, anytime. Anytime. Whenever you want. Anytime. All right? But you know what? This is, this is recorded too, right? This is recorded. It's going to be on TV tomorrow. And, and both of you guys are very accountable human beings. Well, I know that. One of us is. One's accountable to the Chris company and comes here to work. The other one just, you know, stays at home. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, I all can't right. wait. Thank you, Mike. I can't wait to read about the pleasantries uh, on PFT <laughs> and how great oh, of an experience absolutely. Get ready. Get ready. All right. All right. Thank you. Thank you, guys. <laughs> See you, Appreciate man. Appreciate it. Around any corner, within every battle, and with the dawn of each new day, the threat of the unexpected, the unpredictable, and the unrelenting lies in wait. But Marines will always be there. 
They are the constant in the chaos. No matter the battlefield, Marines adapt to win, defeating every shifting threat, protecting our nation's future. The few, the proud, the Marines. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Okay, look at who we have here. We got some. We got a, a rookie, a rookie head coach of the rookie. combine. You are. What's up, man? Nathaniel Hackett, head coach of the Denver Broncos. First off, congrats, man. Thank you really. so much. Long time coming. Thank uh, you. We've known each other for a long time. Very long time. You know, just for people out there, Nathaniel and I go back to the 2005 Bucks. Yep. Right. Nathaniel's father, Paul Hackett, my favorite coach in my life. My I don't favorite know. too. Oh, he's your favorite too. <laughs> my favorite coach Shocker. too. Shocker. I don't know. Sometimes he's your dad. You might be like, he's annoying. I don't know. He is, but he's still my favorite. Uh, amazing. It really is. And uh, he was my favorite coach. He taught me so much about quarterbacking. You were there with me in Tampa. We yep. had a great run. And then, of course, you went to Syracuse right after that, right? No, actually, uh, Buffalo. You went to Buffalo, Buffalo first? Buffalo was a control coach there okay. for two years, then went to Syracuse. Then went to Syracuse. Yes. Okay, so that was then how back it to went. Buffalo. To, then it's back been, to Buffalo. It's been crazy. It really has. Yes. I mean, like when you think about it and just digest it all, are you like, are you amazed where you are right now? I'm absolutely amazed. I mean, I was telling people a little bit ago, I didn't even know this existed during this time. There was media here, and uh, just to be here, be next to you, and talk about you know the fact that head coach of the Denver Broncos is just a dream come true. Yeah, I mean, Broncos, the team itself, I mean, you got some some questions about things that need to be done as far like as what? the football team. <laughs> There's these rumors out there, Nathaniel, okay? Hey, I just and hear rumors. I, I never know. I, yeah, well, well, I want to dive back into it regardless, all right, and a little of the, the Aaron Rodgers just talk. And this is just as a football and just evaluate like, just yourself, what it was like to be in the relationship with him the last yeah. few years and what's it like to coach Aaron Rodgers. Uh, it's amazing. I think, you know, when you're around a guy like that, you learn as much as you think that you're teaching someone. Yeah. And uh, just being with him, just getting to know the man himself, uh, you know, he means so much to me. Uh, he's, he's, I don't even know what you'd call him, whether it's a brother, a father, a, a friend. And uh, To me, I call him the greatest quarterback I've ever seen. That's what I call he's, him. He's pretty good, but yeah. I think he's a better person. I think that's the thing that people don't. That's cool uh, to hear. They, they just don't understand that about him. I right. mean, how he is with his team, how he is as a person. Um, it's unbelievable. And, you know, it was just such a great experience to be with him. And I learned so much from him. I, I hope I learned. Uh, I taught him a couple things. Right. Um, but I know I learned quite a bit from him. Well, all right. So I, I got to ask you one more thing about that. All right. Just with him, the, the person is always under attack with Aaron Rodgers for some reason. And I'm one of his biggest defenders. <laughs> tell us, tell people out there a little bit, like, what it, what is is it that makes him so cool and you know, what, what makes people gravitate I, towards him you know i think it's the first and foremost it's just his caring of his team yeah uh, of the people that are around him i mean he's so much about the team for him
him. And I think you can never see that unless you're in the locker room with all the guys. And uh, I love his knowledge for other things than just football. I think that's something that's so hard to come by. I mean, he, he is all ball. He loves football. But just the different perspectives he has on life and, and the way that he looks at things. And, and it's always a discussion. It's never trying to convince you of anything or say, hey, your way is the wrong way uh, or his way is the right way. It's just, it's just discussions and information gathering. And I, I just really always appreciated that of him. Well, that's where you're great. Your dad was that way. You could have discussions and talk things out and go, wait, this makes sense. This doesn't make he sense. He was a teacher. He loved teaching you and, about music and everything. So, Wes, damn. So there's another thing. So you're doing some music with Aaron Rodgers. That's the, the Hackett family is famous <laughs> for their music trivia on a Saturday morning. Well, that, that was definitely dad. I had yeah. to go through a lot of that. I would always get the preps uh, before you guys would go through your music education. Yeah, right. He'd tell me, read, bring his billboard music out and <laughs> read me the history of doo-wop and hip-hop and right, everything. Right. So, um, But no, we do a couple other things. Spice it up. You spice it up a little bit? Well, you have got, to. Okay, all it's right. a long season. Yeah, you're <laughs> you know right. That. I know it is. Now it is, definitely. All right, so now Denver itself. You, you were, had a few interviews the last two years. Denver, the team, the job itself. Just tell us, like, appealing, why? What about it, the team that you like so much? I mean, first and foremost, I mean, it's the Denver Broncos, yeah. man. I mean, as a kid, you know, being in Kansas City and just that rivalry, uh, that game was the one that Nathaniel's you circled. dad was an offensive coordinator with the Kansas City Chiefs. Five years. It was yes, the one place right. that I was Joe at the Montana longest. The years. Joe Montana. Yeah. I mean, I'll tell you, he was uh, just being in that situation, being yeah. being there, being part of that that history of watching right. John Elway versus Joe, I mean, was just, I mean, it's, it's some of the best games ever. And so that that was always something that kind of hit me right out the gate. The fans, just how the, the atmosphere is, you know, in power it's a special up mile place. high. I mean, it, it really is. is. It is. And then, then all of a sudden you get to meet George. And I think that was the thing that just blew my mind. I mean, was there any prior relationship between no, you two? No, no, so no. This at was all. an interview, first time you just met Just interview. Him? We went in there. It was a, there were six people, and all the people that were there were just absolutely amazing. Rich and Ray Jack and uh, Kelly and Patrick. I mean, uh, Darren. I mean, it was it, just the whole setup on how we did it, how we talked, how they handled themselves, how the how uh, just kind of the conversation went, the communication. You could tell that there was a great vibe there, and that we were going to be able to create a great communication and be on the same page. Right. I think that was the thing that really got me excited about this opportunity. Right. All right. So now the team itself, there's some things to be really excited about with the Denver Broncos. No doubt. You know, so no how doubt. do you go about that? Just, you know, when you get the job, do we just go right into let me watch film, evaluate everybody on the team and you go know, through it that way? You know, not a lot of people tell you, yeah. you know, about this whole experience when you become a head coach the I first bet. time. I bet. Um, I, I told somebody I felt a little bit like Jerry Maguire. All of a sudden you're <laughs> on the phone for nonstop trying to assemble a staff. Right. I think that's the number one most important thing is to be able to get a great staff, a great group of guys that are going to be able to work together. I thought we did a great job at that at Green Bay when we were there and we got such a cohesive group of guys. And so I wanted to try to create that as much as I possibly could. So uh, that was kind of the first first task at hand yeah and i think we've got that accomplished we're done with that and then now you jump full full bore into the evaluation of the roster and the draft and uh installing the system to everybody so i mean it's it's never ending but uh, but the staff was really the biggest thing in the beginning yeah okay so there's two things i want to hit on there like how much film are we watching like right now is it just like going like player to player sit down as a staff and you just go through the whole team well everybody kind of the first thing we did was kind of try to get a feel for what we want to do yeah. and then who fits in those different areas right now. Okay, gotcha. Because um, you want to have a system that's uh, able to maneuver enough around people because you never know who's going to be on your team. Right. I mean, in the, I mean, every team is Modern different every NFL, year. Yeah, I mean, it's right. crazy. I mean, right. heck, you don't even know who's going to be on your team week Next 10. Next week, right. Um, so I think that that was kind of the starting point to see, you know, who's here, how they fit, um, how they're going to be able to get better, if they're going to be able to do different things that we'll ask. See and, why, and while you're doing this, you're telling, you're also keeping in mind and telling your coaches how you want to run your offense? Of is course. that how it goes down? Yeah, because okay, cool, yeah. uh, again, you want to kind of build that, show everybody the offense. 
offense, show what you have, how right. you can maneuver those things. Because, like we said, we have to adjust it to the players because yeah. it's all about the players. Mm-hmm. And and I think that, that that's kind of been ongoing. So you're watching guys, the play, the coaches made tapes. They watch their players. So you have as much as you possibly can to just continue to watch tape. And our families aren't there. So that's the, that's the one thing that kind of goes on with this. Um, whenever you're moving, my, my beautiful wife and children are still in Green Bay. And right. so I'm at the office all the time. Right. If your family's not home, you just kind of keep working. So there's yeah. a lot of tape watching. There's a lot of bonding with the staff, trying right. to get to know all those guys even better. And, uh, you know, it's just this ongoing process. It's awesome. Well, I'm interested also in your influences as like your, your ex-coaches, because you have a kind of an interesting coaching tree. I mean, there's yeah. the Gruden, there's your dad. You know, yeah. there's Doug Marone from the Parcells coaching yeah. tree. You know, you got Lafleur. You know, with the Shanahan yeah. McVay tree. So, like, how do you how do you pull it all together? What have you done over the years to formulate what you want to do here? You know, I'll tell you. I, you look early in in my career, and I think I had drawn about eight different offensive playbooks for all kinds of different people. Yeah. And I played defense, and so I was working on the defensive side of the ball, doing a little bit of everything. So, um, I think at Syracuse is where you know Coach Marone and I were able to sit down and kind of bring all the systems that we had been around and kind of create the first system. Right. Um, but all systems evolve. And I think as I kind of moved forward, uh, created another one for the Buffalo Bills. Then once we got to Jacksonville, created another one there. Always trying to adapt it to the Might quarterback. Might have been your best work there in Jacksonville. <laughs> that, hey, that was a great year. That's that 2017. Was. That and, was. Um, and, and I think that you're always trying to make it so you're fluid enough in the system and you're learning much. And I think that for me, the final kind of system that I wanted to really dive into was this outside zone, Mike Shanahan world, Kyle Shanahan. And uh, that's where, you know, Matt came into effect for me. And that's why it was such a great opportunity to go there and learn that. So I've had so much different experiences in in different systems that it's allowed me to kind of pick and choose the things that I really want to do and really want to emphasize, but always knowing you have these other things, you can be adjustable to the players. And um, so now we've got, I think we've got a real tight system. So we're in West Coast offense language, still though. Yes, I yes. would say quite a bit of it is. It's it's more of the training of the quarterback, right. the verbiage of just the one uh, words to trigger a read, a progression, yeah. a footwork for the quarterback. Because gotcha. gotcha. that's really, I mean, let's face it, the West Coast is gone. Yeah, I mean the actual Z in and yeah, the, right, and the, the old the stick you know, looking Hank mean, and all yeah, those. Those, right. yeah. those have kind of disappeared. But how you train the quarterback, I think, is that's that's what my dad would always talk to me about. Right, was, where he got me. That's the West Coast world. Is yes. how you train him through the footwork, through the feet, through. The, eyes. Yeah, the eyes, the understanding right. of where you're going to go with the ball. We're going to go within the progression before right. you've even gotten the ball. Matching so. your feet with your eyes. Oh, everything. Because right. your feet never lie. Right. It's the your one thing that you lie. have. That's, That's why right. I think <laughs> this, the way you coach the quarterback in that West Coast world is how you can become so efficient. So yeah. that's just that's so that's there, a big component of that in the drop back quick game world. But then there's this wild play pass outside zone world for the explosive plays that has, has come in from the other side. Yeah, so, yeah. A lot right. of good. Yeah, a lot of good. It really <laughs> is. you got to have the versatility, like you yes. said, in the NFL. But now now I uh, we got a quarterback question in Denver like so you know as you sit here all things open right now as far as the avenues might go I mean where, where does the current yeah, status it, stand you know I think we've been it, again it's that communication with George has been amazing yeah I think you just kind of talk about everybody I have so much respect for Teddy um, going against him when I was at Syracuse when he was he was younger Louisville, there I mean right yeah the yeah. things that he did there watching Drew you know Drew's been in so many different systems um, and, and you know how that's that's a hard Tough thing to jump in quarterback systems I mean you actually kind of I mean it could be detrimental and right. so I think that you know it's a clean slate for everyone and I think it's uh, you know you we want to do what's best for Denver, and and we'll move forward from that in that way. Yeah, okay. And then, you know, most importantly, defensive coordinator. Got a got an old name, a buddy coming from the Rams, EJ Evero, right? Yep. Uh, just tell me kind of how that came about, and what do you expect your defense to kind of look like? Well, you know, I when I – 
took this job or when I was even thinking about potentially yeah. even having an opportunity to be a head coach, you always kind of look at, okay, who's the coordinator going to be? Who's the special teams coordinator going to be? And I think for me, you always start off with what's the hardest defense to go, to go against? And the Rams have been spectacular for the past couple years. I mean, it just, I mean, you could just look at it. It's not right. just because of the players. It's actually trying to get the scheme and how they're able to isolate certain yeah, people. Right. Raheem, so Wes. Uh, no doubt. Uh, the, uh, Wade Phillips. Wade Phillips, yeah, yes. Wade, Wade, yes, Wade right. and Raheem. I right. mean, uh, you've had Staley. You've had all these yeah, guys. Right. And, um, I think that's been something that's been so great. And it just happens that a guy that I've known almost over half my life. Tampa, was it? Or was well, it before Tampa? We went to college together. So we went, to, co- we went to college together. Then uh-huh. he was at Tampa. He came right. with us at Tampa. So he was with Monty Kiffin. Yes. And then Mike all of a sudden Tomlin he leaves and, and he goes and he goes to be with um, Vic Fangio at the 49ers. Then he goes to Green Bay to be with Dom Capers at Green Bay. Then he goes to the Rams to be with Wade Phillips. And he's there for three years. And, you know, he won a Super Bowl, been to a lot of playoff games, been very successful. And I think that... Having that defense that I that for me personally was hunting, and at the same time all of his background to have those different kinds of defenses. It's not just not one system, but it's so many other things. Yeah, uh, that I think it just it was too good to be true. Right. You know, and kind of so, so like having, you. Yeah. I mean, he's just got, he got other other schemes to pull from. No and, doubt. And have I the versatility. I think that's so important. Agree. So important because you know if you're stuck in one kind of system, there's always going to be some weaknesses. It becomes too predictable. Somebody's yes. going to have all the answers for it. So all of a sudden, right. when you've got those other things in the back of your mind to be able to protect, and you know the weaknesses of a defense, you can adjust. So right. I think that's something I'm excited about for you, Jero. Okay. You know, I don't, I'm not trying to belabor this topic. I'm going to ask you one more or two more questions. Okay. <laughs> all right. Because I'm keeping you long enough. But like the the quarterback thing, where I'm interested too is I, I would love for you just to tell everybody like. Just, you know, we know you can win with a middle-of-the-road quarterback or you can, you know, you know, you can be a successful team. You don't have to have a superstar. But talk about what a superstar does do for your offense, like an Aaron Rodgers, if you're experiencing that. What, yeah. what does he do to help the coach, the team yeah. on the field? What is it that makes that guy You know, you know I, I think it comes kind of back to that West Coast world. Yeah. Like, for me, I was always trained, and my father would always talk about, is that any quarterback that walks in there, the system's got to be about him. It's right. got to be one vision. You have to adjust everything to him. Mm-hmm. So I think whoever you have at that position, it's my job to be able to put them in the best possible situation they can get into. So it's about finding out what those guys do. So as their kind of um, menu of things that they can do, it allows you to do more f- from a play-calling standpoint, from right. a scheme standpoint. Right. So I think whoever it's going to be, it's my job to find out what they do best. And I think that's something I've always loved to do. I think it's a challenge. I think it's great and, and exciting f- and to be able to find those explosive plays because – one quarterback can be completely different than the other quarterback, but for me, I got to find you got to find the way to do it. Just like when you were playing, yeah. you're, you're different than another guy, and right? So I think that everybody you're with, it's just about finding out what they do great, and whoever is that guy, um, you know, got to find out what they can do and do it a lot. That's why you're great. That's why your dad was great, and that's why you're going to be great. I mean, it Appreciate is. It. it is. I just your, your ability to communicate with the quarterback and kind of live vicariously through them or Very with much. them is to me is is why people yeah. gravitate towards you, Nate. I'm like excited it. about your football team. Thank you. I, really I appreciate am. it. And uh, Nathaniel Hackett, awesome, good friend, going to kick some butt as the head coach of the Denver Broncos. Said all the right things, but... <laughs> I still am betting Aaron Rodgers will be there, no matter uh. what he says. See you later. <laughs> you the Love man. you, Thanks, Chris. Nathaniel. Yo, 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 what's up? Chris Sims here. Got my man, Sean McDermott. Nobody's introduced you like that yet, right? With <laughs> a yo, it. yo, yo. I love it. It's kind of like uh, Yo MTV back in the day, <laughs> Right, man. back yo in the MTV day. Yo MTV raps or something yeah, like that. Yeah, <laughs> look at you. I know, you're right. That's our generation. That's <laughs> that is, we grew man. up in right that there. Is. All right, I mean... I know the year didn't end the way you wanted. It was a phenomenal year, first off, and congrats to that. Your team's all going in the right direction. But as a fan, do you have a chance to sit back and kind of digest that game and how awesome that was yet? 
I know it leaves a bitter taste in your mouth. You know, after the game, Chris, uh, you know, you get a number of texts. Like right. Whether you win, you lose, you get, a, especially when you win, you get more. I, I got so many texts after the game that were, hey, coach, what a game, best game I've ever watched, best right. game in the playoffs I've ever seen. And when you're going through it, you're so in the moment, you know, as a performer, you don't, you don't really realize what's going on right. in, the, in the in the way the game's being portrayed on TV, and but there was a moment in that game where I was like, "This is incredible, the way this game's unfolding." So really, really special to be a part of it, and uh, wish it wish it unfolded a little bit differently, but we'll learn from it. Yeah. All right. So you know, I would love to talk about your quarterback for a second because he's the damnedest thing I've ever seen. I mean, really, just tell us a little bit about what makes him. You know, so special as a player, a leader, just seems like he's yeah. got it all, and he's he's I mean, arguably one of the best, if not the best, player in football. Well, that's how I feel, and um, I think he's only going to get better. And when you are able to lead a locker room with just some natural leadership things that come naturally for Josh, I think that's a big head start, right? right? And then the way he's developed his leadership off the field, in particular this last season, I think is only going to help our football team, and not just Josh, but our entire leadership group going through what we went through this past season, not just at the end, but throughout the year. Um, that medal that comes from that will help us moving forward, and um, I think everybody sees, I know everybody sees what Josh does on the field, but just as important as the way he leads our team off the field. Yeah, it's, it seems like that. I got yeah. one glimpse being up there one day a few years ago, and I could tell he had the team already because of just the way everybody gravitated towards yeah. him. Uh, and it's, that's what a big-time quarterback does. That's right. Um, you know, as, as far as, you know, your, your team itself, right, um, you talked a little bit about after you lost to Kansas City, you wanted to improve, like, speed, team speed, defensive speed. You know, where? where what are you talking about when you say that, you know, as a, as a general comment? Yeah, and I think, Chris, people take those words and they just yeah. say, well, that's the only thing they're looking for. That's right. all they got to improve. No, it's just finding the right players, sure. finding the right people uh, to help our football team move forward and continue to be successful. I mean, we've won for a number of years now, and we've been fortunate to do, the, to do that. Hard to do in this league, as you know, to sustain it. Um, at the end of the day, uh, we've got to continue to, to knock at that door in order to, to one day break through it, and that's what we're intent on doing. Yeah, you're, you're not close, all right? You got you lose your offensive coordinator. I mean, you are close. Did I say you're not close? You're not I mean, close. Yeah, that's, that's all right. Wrong. That was a mis <laughs> mistalk. I'm I Jersey love it. I love blonde. it, man. Underdog. <laughs> <laughs> you're not, you do love that. I know that. You lose your offensive coordinator, Brian Dayball, yeah. who I think the world of, and, of course, helped develop Josh Allen. Now you got Ken Dorsey taking over, you know, do you still want the same offense? Do you let him do his own thing? Do you get involved a little bit about the vision of how you see? How does that kind of work out? Yeah, I mean, philosophically, from a head coach's perspective, I, I believe there is a there's a unification of a, an alignment of getting on the same page. This is how we want to play. Uh, this is who our team is. This is how we want to play. And then from there, give it to the OC, and he takes it and, and runs with it. So. Ken, being in our building the last couple of years, Chris knows already how we want to play. Yeah, right. And so, and that comfort level with Josh uh, was also big in, in promoting from within with Dorsey. Gotcha. So, I mean, defensive coaches usually like to run the ball <laughs> and do all of that. That's where you're cool and a little different. I, I really, I never thought you were going to just be like, let Josh Allen go and unleash him. That I, I give you a lot of credit for that. But uh, in the same time, would you like to see 
your offense run the ball a little bit better, or are you happy with kind of the way you play right now? Yeah, you know, I think if you look at it through the other lens, through the defensive lens right. for a second here, to be a two-dimensional, let's call it offense, or the threat of two-dimensional, right. I think is a, is a healthier way to balance. I don't think is realistic, um, whether you're a run first or in this, you know, pass first. It's, it's what does it take to win that game, but also the threat of being a two-dimensional offense right. because when you can do both, you're just that much more harder to defend or to call a game against. Right. And I know that firsthand being a defensive uh, background and coach. Yeah, that the, the, oh, no, I need to worry about this run or whatever, but, oh, man, if I worry about it too much, the play-action pass-off, it could gash me for 30 yards. Yeah. That, that's kind of what you're talking about. And, right? and offensive linemen, yeah. too. I mean, they listen, they to go backwards and backwards and backwards – um, you know, once in a while, they, they need to get fed a little bit, too, with some, hey, go forward, knock somebody off the line of scrimmage, move the line, and, and uh, that's, yeah, that's, uh, that helps them a little bit when you do ask them to go backwards. So uh, I've just learned that, uh, you know, through the years, and I think that's healthy. I would love to hear your process because I watch your games and I go, I don't know what defense or coverage this is, but these guys just dropped all in the same area that they wanted to throw the football. You know, what is it about your magic, you, Leslie Frazier, where you come up with these game plans? I would love to sit in for a week with you and just go, <laughs> and go oh, that's how he does this, because I'm amazed by your breakdown. Well, I appreciate that. No, it's we've got a great defensive staff led by Leslie Frazier, um, and then our players do a great job of taking the game plan and making it their own week to week. And uh, I think that's a sign of a, of a good defense and a, and, a, and a team that's led by its leaders more than anything. It seems like that. It seems like you got a guys that are a little edgy, like, like Poyer and Micah Hyde and you know Tremaine in the middle and Matt Milano. They seem yeah. like they reflect your energy a lot, in a lot of ways. Well, that's great. That's cool to hear. I mean, they, they love playing ball. Yeah. And that's what it, you got to have a love for the game, love for whatever you do. You got to you got to be passionate about it if you want to be good at, good at it. So you you've been around football forever and you've been kicking ass on defense forever the current state of the quarterbacks right now like it's a different world I mean even for me when I was I mean I was drafted in 2003 quarterbacks weren't like this where it's Mahomes and Josh Allen and Justin Herbert and just like guys where it just seems like you can't even call the right defense you can call the perfect defense and you still lose sometimes you know, just maybe talk about the evolution of what you've seen at the position and maybe some of these guys in the NFL right now. Yeah, I think the game is in good hands. Right. I think it start there. And, um, I mean, with the, with the talent of quarterbacks, in particular in the AFC that you just reeled off, I mean, when I, when I went to the NFC South with Carolina as a defensive coordinator, it seemed like coordinators were defensively were getting fired left and right. It was like a graveyard, right? Right. right. When you had Matt Ryan, Drew Brees, yeah. and so and then Cam joined. And so now it's in the whole AFC, and there's a lot of good quarterbacks in the NFC as well, but just in the conference that we're in, in Buffalo, you better be able to defend great quarterback play. And, uh, I mean, that's a headache every week just about for us. I, I would think so. I mean, it's just I'm, – I'm, I'm just amazed by some of the guys right now. You must be – you know, I know you got to, you don't have a lot of hair, but you must want to pull your hair out of your head sometimes going, no, damn, no, no. I, how I, do you I, get out of that? I came to – before all these quarterbacks came in the AFC, I had a full head of hair. <laughs> yeah, that's what happened. Yeah, it's, it's the ripple effect, certainly. All right, last thing. I know you got uh, other things to do here. I do want to ask this. My boy Blue, because Josh Allen, he's, he is one of my – I call him my boy Blue. I don't, I don't expect you to know that, but he's my boy. I know, I know um, it is. You know, I know okay. it is. Can't you know? say it. I'm not going to say it right here. But right. I know. Yeah. Okay, good. So, what about what about? Um, do you ever worry about the physical pounding the guy takes? Because yeah. he's he's a freak of nature. He never seems to be hurt. He never seems to get up slow. 
I mean, people fall on his leg and they go, oh, no, his ACL's broke. And he gets up and he's like, oh, I'm yeah. fine. Yeah. Do you, how do you balance that? No, I worry about that uh, big time. And, and I think Josh is doing his part to learn, hey, when to be selective with it, right. um, which I think is a, is, a, is a first step for any player. Um, and being around some of the mobile quarterbacks I've been around, obviously on the other side of the ball, but with Donovan in Philadelphia, with Cam in Carolina, both mobile as well, and Josh is his own person. Um, but all, all of them, and across the league, you do it enough, and eventually there's going to be a wearing down effect. And so um, the thing I love about Josh um, is he can make the throws from the pocket. So, um, you know, I, I think that's... As you know, yeah. you got to be able to do that in this yes. league, and Josh can do that. Right. He doesn't need to run. Right. Um, but when he does, I think going forward even, and he does a great job of it now, is he's using his instincts to do that. Um, so I'm confident he'll continue to evolve in that way and like he has in every other way. Really. Do, do, yeah, I mean, he really has. He has. Do, do you, and last one, do you, do, you, do you ever say, hey, this is a week we should run Josh? Or do you, do you say that, or do you just kind of let the offense go? And yeah, do there's thing? times where we, where, you know, um, we, we talk about that a little bit right. and say, hey, all right, let's, or we'll say, let's put a, put a number on it this week. Gotcha. So uh, there is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's interesting. All right. All right. You the man, Sean McDermott. You Thanks are, so buddy. Much. Thanks for having it. me. Good luck. All Sean right, McDermott, Buffalo Bills. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Yo, yo, what's up? Chris Sims, I'm Button, and I am here with the Philadelphia Eagles' own head coach, Nick Sirianni. Thanks for coming on, man. Thanks I appreciate that. Yep. Um, okay, so you won the first award of the day for sure. You know what that is, right? What was that? The coolest swag thing right, to wear. Yeah. Well, sure. I mean, all these coaches now, dress like nerds over here. Now, what if Philly? What if the what if the Sixers were like in last place? They're in first, we're almost in first I, I know. place here. So either way, either, either way, either okay. way, like you're good. Good. I'm you're always good. looking to it, win. Even if they stunk, that was a, that's a cool <laughs> jacket. All right, so you're good. Appreciate and I'm a Nets fan, and you just stole damn James Harden, so I'm kind of pissed at you guys. It I goes think we, I think we won that uh, that trade right there. You think? There. <laughs> I think. I mean, damn. Um, all right. Year itself was great. It was unbelievable, really. And congratulations. I mean, I think Thank first you. off, it, it exceeded ex people's expectations. And I don't know what you think about that, but it cer certainly did. My First thing I want to ask you, with the moment during the year where 
the light went on to maybe change the offensive attack for how you play and, and maybe make it more about the run and the movement with Jalen Hurts. Yeah. What was the moment or, or the light bulb that you could tell me about? I think you come into a year and you're like, hey, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna figure out what our players do best and, and try to do that. Well, you want that to happen immediately, yeah, right? right? You want it to be day one, I know exactly what these guys can do and what they're good at and we spend all this time. And we're going to do that, but it, it takes time. Sure, it takes time, and uh, you come out and you in week one, you have a pretty big time offensive explosion and beat, and beat Atlanta. And like, well, okay, this is it. Yeah, right. Well, it didn't go that well the next couple games, right? right? And then you get to week, so game two and game three. Then you get to game four, and I don't think we punted against the Chiefs that that uh, you know that week. Yeah, right. Game, high scoring game high in scoring Philadelphia. Game, right. Jalen played a really good game, yep. and then. You know, five and six, and you're like, uh, so something wasn't working, right? And, you know, as as hard as to get ready for a short week on a Thursday night game yeah, is, right. if you're diligent and you and you, uh, and you and you put in the work afterwards, yeah, right. you can you get yourself a mini-buy. Right. Not just to rest your body, but to evaluate your team. So, yeah. you know, game five and six, our games, our sixth game was against Tampa. Yeah, the Thursday on night Thursday game. Night. You guys battled back and made it closely. Yeah. yeah. And, and uh, you know, we were able to spend that weekend of like, okay, let's really dive into what's working. Well, you know, what was working a little bit more was instead of some of the drop-back game, it was uh, more of the max play actions. Well, how do you get the max play actions uh, to work? Well, you better be able to run the football better and and how do you take it off Jalen a little bit more and you better be able to run the football and we got those hogs up front to be, to run right, behind right and and so we really benefited at that time of the, the year um, of you know from that mini that mini buy yeah and uh, and that's when it started I mean it's, that's, that's kind of where yeah, it's next week where it was started. the Raiders game and you guys started to steamroll people up front yeah no it was uh, yeah the Raiders game right. and then we, we, we lost, lost that it, game I know it, but, but it started, it started to change to show. a little bit, and then it. it was the the Lions game right you know I always like to I like to brag on my brother my brother was a great high school football coach right he doesn't coach high school football anymore but he was he had won a state championship in the pro system yeah. His guys graduated, you know, a couple years go by. Then he wins a state championship in the spread system. Right. Those guys graduate a couple years go by, and he's like, all right, we don't got those same dudes now. Yeah. We're going to learn the wing tee. He went to the state championship game in the wing tee. And so I'm like, if I didn't adjust, right. my brother, I wouldn't have been able to go home for like <laughs> holidays right. and stuff and like, like that. You're the coach of the Eagles. <laughs> what are you doing? But you know, and I think, yeah. and at the end of the day, right, we were able to, you know, have a successful season, get into the playoffs. We always, we want better than that. But like the, the secret to coaching, yeah, you want to know what it is? Yeah. Here it is. Yeah, have good players, <laughs> and that's what and <laughs> we got. Some, we had some good you players. I, I was really fortunate to um, come into Philadelphia. I think um, when teams get when when new head coaches go into a, a new situation, I think a pretty common theme would be like, "Hey, they were really not any good on the O line, D line." That was so not the case. I know it wasn't, and uh, that was our strength of our right. team. And Howie and his staff have done just such a good job of building this football team that I stepped into a pretty unique spot kind of unique in the sense like I felt like it was like you know India a little bit like we when Frank and I got to Indy we we had Andrew right. we had Andrew Luck right. like that was a unique situation yes right and so and the O-line and, and the little bit of that right Quentin so, Nelson and company and so it was like I was really blessed and fortunate to, right. to step into a really good situation uh, in a really good organization it's, it's interesting to hear that it came out kind of organically because you know now when you put it in that way you can kind of see like wait yeah there was there was success a little early on. You go, okay, we're going to continue to play this. But then you had that moment to go, okay, 
it's not as success, successful as, as we, we want, want be, and now yeah. we can you know turn turn it turn the page and and get to a new style of football. All right, with your quarterback specifically, I mean, seems like he's got it all as the charisma, being able to lead the locker room. He improved as a player, certainly. You know, but what what do you want to see? Where do you want to see the next area of growth from Jalen? He has these great intangibles. Right. Um, you know, what, this is what this week's about. Like, is how do we find guys? We're, we're, we know we know how to spot talent. We're yeah. looking at talent, but how do we find the guys that love football? Right. That are competitive. Yeah. Right. That are tough. That have high character. Yeah. And they have high football IQ. Right, How do right. we find those guys? And I know that's hard. That's a lot of yeah. a lot of intangibles right there. Right. But I was always taught, you know, that and Frank Reich would say this all the time that those guys that have those things, they're gonna reach their ceiling. There's a, there, you know, unless an injury or something, they're gonna reach their ceiling because they're gonna put in the work to, of all those, yeah. all those things. Jalen has all those yeah, things, right. and I think that's why you continue to see him get better. Uh, each week, or pardon me, each year, you know, what, you know, whether it's from Alabama to Oklahoma or Oklahoma to his first year in the right. NFL or his first year in the NFL to the second year, we're expecting those same games. Yeah, right. Um, I think what you see with, with Jalen is he has, you know, he's able to throw the ball. You know, I always look at arm strength. I was always taught arm strength's the fourth big one, right? Yeah, right. It's got to be above the line. Yeah. But as long as it's above the line. You can right, make it happen. You can make it happen. Right. It's above the line, right? right? right. He, he's got Throws a good a pretty arm. deep ball. Pretty deep ball. Yeah. He's able to battle the elements in yes. Philadelphia right. at the end of the year. Right. Um, we all know that his superpower is to be able to extend plays. Yeah. And what you saw this year is that, you know, he early in the year he's extending plays and making plays with his feet. Right. Well, then you saw him extend plays and then find his receivers downfield yeah, for right. huge plays in right. our into success for our, our season and to help us get into the into the playoffs. You know, and, and every quarterback's always gonna want to improve their decision making, their their processing speed and their accuracy. Right. And so that's that's where we are, you know, is is wanting to really improve there. And I think precision right, within the pocket kind of that, yeah, that, that yeah, which exactly. showed itself a little in the the Bucks playoff game. Right, where he yeah. escaped early. And right. of course you want to be able and that's that's part of the decision yeah. making right he's open now throw it rip right, it right right and so and that's what you know we want to continue to get better at. and i think right we see it like uh, you know you see tom brady late in his career and you saw drew Brees late in his career and i was fortunate to be around philip rivers for what seemed like 10 years but i think it was like six or seven yeah, years yeah but like we had him in that last year in in indianapolis and he was just as good then if not better than he was when i first got to san diego why because they had seen everything right. right and they had processed everything sure. they had seen this play versus cover four cover three Two man, whatever it is, over and over and over again, yeah. I knew exactly where to go with the ball. And so I think that will continue to develop in Jalen. I know that will continue to develop with him. And then he's just he's just going to continue to work on those accuracy and and that decision making. And I think and and when he continues to do that, he'll be better as a, as a football player, yeah. as you as you well know. Um, but I do see him making strides in those areas. Right. It seems like it. He certainly had moments of showing precision passing. And like, like you said, the one thing I know about the damn guy is when he gets in front of the podium. Him, you go, damn, he's got charisma, and the, the way the team talks about him, you know, he knows how to lead guys, and I think that's the uh, part that a lot of people. He's make. so here, always. He's so steady, always. and I think if you if you look at me on the sideline, like 
if a ref makes a bad call, sometimes I'm all in, I lose it a little bit. And then, but he's so steady. Like, it does, we all know, like, the, the, he makes this unbelievable run against New Orleans to give us, to give, yeah. put us up 40 to 23 right. or whatever right. it is. Right. He makes an unbelievable play. And, like, his face, I come off the side, I'm like, hey, we can smile now. Let's yeah. go. Yeah, right. And he's, he's dead he's still, serious, though, right. And then, like, we're in our Washington game, um, and he had thrown a pick and fumbled yeah. the ball. Right. And I've re- I've really laid into him because he likes that. Like his dad laid into coach, him. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he likes that. And steady, right? Nothing, right? And like because he he's got it under control. He's yeah. steady. You love that in your quarterback. And then the and then right, uh, we're at Washington. We win a big game. We're about to, like we're gonna watch the games tonight to see if we're gonna get in the playoffs. The fans the fall, on fall on him. And he's steady. And he barely flinches. And he's barely he like flinches. Looks and he's like, hey, I almost broke my leg. No and, big deal. And he's there to help people out. <laughs> I know. Like he's yeah, he's a cool that, and that's and and like and I see this all the time. But it's cool that the outside world gets to see right. this. Like that he's just how calm he is. He's a great leader. Um, because he is steady, and and you need that, whether you're two and five like we were, or whether you're a five game win streak, whatever it is. Yeah, like you got to be ready to play the next week in this league, as we all know, right? right? Or you're gonna get your butt kicked. Yeah, you're gonna get butt kicked, or you're gonna be on the bench. One of the two, no, yeah, no, definitely. No. All right, I've always loved your offense. I really have. You know, whether it's you know now, hey, even you bringing Shane Steichen in from the Chargers, you guys got something going. Where do you guys pull from? What do you do? Like, where you know, you talked about your brother and having the creativity to go into new stuff. I've always respected that about Frank, right? You uh, was one of the reasons I thought it could work because I was like, man, I watch them on offense and I go, they do different stuff. It's game plan specific. Like, where's where's it all come from for you? I think the first thing that you have to have is you have to have a, a, a library and a. a, a of things that you want to do and right. you want to accomplish. A base offense. A base offense right. that you know every, right, because you got to know every in and out of it. Yeah. I think one, one mistake that that I see that, that can be made is like, oh, my goodness, look at that play that this team ran against this team. I'm running that. Yeah, right. Well, do you know everything there is to know yeah, about right. that play? Do you play? know all what, the rules and All everything? the rules. Right, do you right. know, like, okay, look good versus cover three. Yeah, but and what an over about? Front, but what if they play an odd and they're in cover two? Yeah, like, right. Like, and so – you know, I, I was fortunate this year. I had uh, Jim Bob uh, Cooter yeah, on our staff, sure. uh, um, and I had worked with him in Kansas City, and he was able to, you know, really do some background on some like different things that we wanted to study. And so it's just it's really diving into the different things you want to study, right. and find and doing your homework to, you know, implement some of the the different things that you might see. Um, you know, I'm always fascinated to talk to different college coaches. Yeah. My brother's a college coach, a Division three coach. Right. So I'm able to pick his brain so on some, some, some different there. things. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, and then, um, you know, we had uh, Tom Manning, who's the offensive coordinator at Iowa State. He was my college teammate at Mount Union, and we hired him as our tight end coach when we first got to Indy. And some of the RPO stuff that we got to know and learn and, and some of those different things, that really helped us. But we got to – we didn't just see it on tape and pull it in. Yeah. We got the the, the background of right, it, right? right and right. Uh, and I think that's a, that's a big a time important part of it. Part of it. And, and that you're ready and you're ready because, you, you know, you're always teaching the quarterback, of, yeah. hey, we don't want to run a bad play. And, you know, here's what you do against this. And here's what this is good against. Here's what this is bad against. So you got to have those answers for yeah, the quarterback right, uh, uh, for him. Yeah, you know, gray area. The quarterbacks no, hate gray area. Hate uh, it. And then you're always wrong in the meeting. The coach always <laughs> finds a way to make you wrong. Uh, I've experienced some of those. So got, coach, wait, I did exactly what you 
have said, but this seems gray here, and you're giving me a bad grade on the play. You played enough football. To <laughs> I know played that. enough football to know. I, I um I, I I often think about like offensive head coaches or that that you know so often they hire guys from their own tree, so they never get any other ideas from people, and it doesn't seem like. You're afraid to do that yeah. and incorporate that. You know, and that's and I and I talked about Tommy Manning, and then we have Brian Johnson, our quarterback coach. Yeah. Uh, here, uh, from he was the offense coordinator at University of Florida, and so the, the amount of things that he's been able to help us with, Kevin Petulo, who it seems like who was our pass game coordinator, who's been with me for the last, uh, you know, five years, right. Um, you know, he was at Texas A&M and some of that stuff. So you are, you're trying to find, again, it's it's the same thing. I know our stuff. Yeah. I right. know all the ins and outs of our stuff. Right. I want to know what this guy's yeah. stuff is and this guy's stuff yeah. is. And so, you know, we'll learn football from everything. I saw something in my son's flag football game in a situational football that I didn't like what they did. <laughs> like, we'll learn it from that. I don't care right. where we take right. it from. But, you know, and and that's just, right, that's just loving that's, the game, right? Is, you just, yeah, yeah. And that's what's so awesome about right. this game. There's so many different minds that you can uh ask questions to and figure things out to put your player it's all about the players right to put them in the best position to succeed yeah all right so you had to deal with the philadelphia media this year a little which was fun i enjoyed it i had some laughs at your expense that's okay okay that's okay you planted a flower all right i did all right this. you planted a flower it grew it grew into it grew. a pretty damn good flower it grew. yeah and, I, but I after like some it. losses there were some flowers being thrown <laughs> at me right? that's okay <laughs> were they they probably just were just one me. time one there was, time, one, there was I, one flower that was thrown and at that's me. probably the nicest thing anybody in philadelphia <laughs> has ever thrown so that's pretty good <laughs> you know growing up well, i wasn't allowed to go to giant uh, philadelphia games in philly that was that was my dad was always like nope he'd tell my mom and my mom Diana, he'd go, no way, you're not going down there with Christopher. <laughs> well, what I was going to compare it to, like, and so we talked about it, and I think in, the, and I know in our team meeting, these guys can help me, our media guys behind me, in our team meeting, I referred to it as a plant. Right. For whatever reason, I switched it to a so flower. A flower. Oh, you're the less media. of a man with a uh, flower. <laughs> and I really wanted to talk about the bamboo tree, because that's the, the story is about the bamboo tree. Sure. But the bamboo tree takes five years to grow. Yes. Like, I, I know that's we don't true. have that time. You'll be fired by that. I don't know we don't, don't have, have time. that time. So I didn't go with the bamboo tree. <laughs> What I respect about you is, you know, I don't know you. This is really the first time I've ever got to talk to you. I've heard, I've known people that know you, and they always spoke, spoke so highly. But I, I, I love that you're natural, man. I appreciate that. You're that. easy, normal, good guy. Thanks. And for even with that. that, like, okay, you messed up, plant flower. <laughs> you didn't let it like overtake the world, and sure. you guys continue to kick butt. Sure, I appreciate. that. I respect that, man. Thanks a lot. A lot of that. Thanks for uh, coming in. And yeah, it was fun. Some thanks time. For, thanks Seriously. for having me. And I like the Nets. So, like, okay, 76ers, they, cool jacket and it, all. Do they play tonight? I'll take it. No, the tenth. They're playing the tenth. The tenth. Okay. We'll have to have I'll some bet sort you of, a burger. Yeah. Okay. That the Nets win. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> All right. Peace. All right. Oh yeah, baby! It's Arthur Smith time. Atlanta Falcons head coach. You have not been introduced like that today. That was no, a special one. You're right. Yeah, yeah. No, definitely not. But thanks for coming on. I no, appreciate thanks for it. Having me, Chris. Great first year. Really was. Uh, I mean, honestly. Exceeded expectations, I think, for a lot of the world. Seven and ten, hung around the playoffs. I mean, it really was a great year. What was it like, first year being a head coach? Uh, well, you know, you got to make sure you have perspective. I mean, yeah. there's a lot of things, and I think people can get jaded the longer they're in the job. And then you got to take a step back. Like, I'm lucky as hell to be a head coach in the NFL, and, and uh, pleased with some of the progress we made. We know we got a lot of work to do, and, and ultimately, if you're not the team, you know, uh, getting handed the Lombardi Trophy, you feel you're a little unhappy. disappointed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I hear you there. You know, the team itself. I mean, again. It's not you got handed a team, or it's it's probably not to your liking as far as your scheme fitting all the things schematically with players, all that. So, 
you know, what is it? What's the next step for for you as far as like looking at just position wise, what you want to fit your offense to make it better and more successful? Yeah, there's a lot that goes into it. Yeah. Um, obviously, we we want to continue to improve. We, I mean, you want to ultimately, if you're not, your objective is not to build a championship roster. Yeah. I don't know what you're doing. Yeah. You're just trying to survive right. year to year. But uh, we want to build, and then in the short term, we're not going to make excuses. Everybody's got different set of obstacles, and certainly ours are different, but. There's no perfect roster, yeah. and uh, our objective every week is to win, and that's not going to change as long as I'm coaching the team. Yeah, I mean, you're you're are you going to be more of a? Are we still going to try to go down the Tennessee Titans path of finding like a clear number one running back superstar and try to go that way? Is that a formula you envision, or are you willing to kind of do whatever you got to do? Well, you got to do whatever you got to do. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I, you go back and there's a lot of always a lot of revisionist history when sure, people have sure. success and. Uh, Certainly, if there's a player of that caliber that we could take it, and it turns out like that, that'd be great. But if it's not, then you know you've got to adapt. Yeah, yeah. I, so, like, you know, you talk, you, you meteor, meteor rise. I mean, as far as your coaching career, it really is. You know, tight ends coach, offense coordinator, two years, head coach, kicking butt with the Falcons. Now, tell us, like, as a head coach, some of the things that maybe you didn't expect you might have to deal with, or some of the things that were different that you know nobody really ever told you or warned you about. Well, you try to go into it, and you. You need mentors in this business, yeah. and certainly I've got some great mentors and people you talk to, and it's like any new job, probably no different than your freshman year and your rookie year, and sure, you, you sure. think you're prepared, and then things come across your desk every day, and right. it, it tests you and right. say, are you really about what you preach to the team, and yeah. how, are you, how do you handle adversity? Um, and we were certainly challenged. Um, some unique things came up, and I was proud of our guys. Yeah. I mean, they're resilient. We battle. don't make excuses, and we battle. You, you really did. Um, you know, your, your quarterback. I mean, Dammy's still good. Yes, he really he is. is. I mean, I, you said made a comment at the end of the year. You still look at him as like one of the elite or superstar quarterback. He's right there. He's amazing. Talk to us about Matt Ryan. What makes the guy who he is and, and, and such an awesome quarterback? Well, I think, you know, Matt's a unique player. I mean, he, he's, he's a guy that's, I guess now he's, now that uh, Ben and Tom have retired, I mean, yeah. he, he's got the most yards of any active yeah. quarterback in the league. Right. He's consistent. He's the same guy every day. He's extremely coachable. Um, you know, he, he, I love working with him. I mean, we, we see the game very similar. He's got a great mindset, and he still can be a very productive player. Are you a, like, open up the line of communication with your quarterback? I mean, you guys, he, he gets a lot of talk. You guys talk about the game plan throughout the week, plays he likes. There's a lot of dialogue there. There's a ton of dialogue yeah. uh, between Matt, myself, and Dave Ragone. Right. And it, it was no different than in Tennessee. I'd, everybody has different ways to go about it. But I'm sure, you, you know, you've had a – a lot of different quarterbacks and whatever, but I yeah. think that communication, especially if you're calling the plays, yeah. you need to be in sync because they're right. the ones out there. You have your plan of attack, and Matt's earned that. Yeah. You know, and some guys want it, some guys may want to micromanage, and it, it's a, certainly a collaborative effort. Does he? Does he get it? Like he's been around some good offensive minds himself. Do sure. you? Do you steal ideas from Matt Ryan? Do you go? Oh yeah, damn! I, I never did everywhere. this, or you do? You don't yeah. care? Okay. No, I don't, you know, it's like yeah. it's part of the I don't job. Have a, I know. Maybe it's it's me being an old lineman or whatever, but I don't have some huge ego. Yeah. I don't think I'm some uh, guru. Right. Uh, you know, we we're just trying to find an edge and get better and and. Yeah, we'll take good ideas anywhere. Yeah, well, watch out. You're becoming a guru. So you're, I don't know. You might be stuck there. All right, you're a freak of nature tight end. Have you ever yeah. seen anything like this guy? Like, Can you compare anybody you've seen in the history of your life in the NFL, college, wherever, that compares to Kyle Pitts and the specimen he is? You know, that's a tough one. I'm not a huge comparison guy. Yeah. Um, he's just a different athlete. Right. Uh, you know, he's so... It's got so much length. Uh, you know, I guess I'll get a comparison out of it. You know, it's it's. I'm a huge basketball fan. Yeah. I kind of saw this, and maybe I, my mind's a little warped, but I was like, hey, he reminds me of Anthony Davis. He's a guy that 
can protect the rim. He can right. stretch the floor. And that's right. kind of how Kyle's game is. Yeah. And he's willing. He's a great teammate. All those things we're looking for. Yeah. I mean, the size, the speed, I mean, you can split him out of receiver. I just, that's what's crazy to me. It's almost like, yeah. a, he's almost like Calvin Johnson, except he can block to a degree. Well, yeah. When he, when, the one thing when you're on the sideline and he lines up there and <laughs> split out, yeah. uh, sometimes it's not a fair fight. Right. That's a good thing for us. Yeah, definitely. All right, so you got any more voodoo tricks in your bag here? I mean, let's see. We got Brady out of the division. You got Drew Brees two years ago. He's gone. Okay. You got Sean Payton now. You know, I mean, you got to kind of work with your magic here. Who do you know? What, I, I don't do know. Because you know? I, I know this. We still got to block that front of New Orleans. That defense is as good as anybody. They got good players everywhere. Still got to um, stop Kamara. Right. You know, Carolina's got a good young team. That defense is, is as good as anybody. And, and we still got to block Vita Vea, and they got a good staff. So until we can block Vita Vea consistently, uh, we got certainly enough obstacles to overcome. Yeah, no doubt about it. Arthur, I don't got to take any more of your time. You're the man. I appreciate it. Arthur Smith, Atlanta Falcons, going in the right direction. He's kicking butt, and he's slowly becoming a guru. guru so get ready. <laughs> get ready for it. I don't know. Thanks, Chris. Good to see you. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.